0: This is GOI Radio and I am your host Chitra Anand and I am broadcasting from the radio station of Gallery of Ideas, broadcasting live from Barcelona, Spain and today is March 10th. On this talk show, you will find your own encouragement for your unique journey on holistic health and empowered living you will be provided tools and tips not to just survive this life but thrive in the areas of health career family and self-care so come with your big bold empowered life with me on my talk show on goi radio are you ready a topic for today is empowered living and we will also integrate principles of holistic health On today's show, I am excited to offer you the best tips and pointers on how to get started on a highly successful, holistic, healthy and empowering lifestyle. Thanks to the positive and nice feedback I receive, you can reach us at our Facebook group, GOI Radio Polyglot Barcelona details of all shows are posted on a regular basis and you can reach us that to comment or ask questions i want to start about codependency and being a dependent and the attitude of being a dependent as well codependency is a chronic neglect of self in order to gain approval love, validation or self-identity through another person. We learn codependency patterns through our family dynamics where there was enmeshment. Enmeshment is a term to describe a relationship where there is lack of boundaries the emotion of one family member is felt by all family members in repeated cycles the result is the belief that we are responsible for the emotion of others emotions of others a lack of an authentic self self only exists through the responses of another person Chronic fear of how people will respond to you, often labeled as a social anxiety disorder. Signs of codependency low self worth and self image, people pleasing, the inability to say no, lack of boundaries, childlike fantasies that someone can save or fix you from your life. Chronic care taking as a distraction, patterns of putting everyone before self, emotional addiction, addicted relationships where there is a roller coaster cycle of repeated emotional experiences, inability to understand or clearly communicate your thoughts, feelings and emotions, Chronic fear of upsetting someone, the feeling of walking on eggshells around people. High emotional reactivity to life situations, controlling the behavior of others to feel okay. Obsessive thinking about what other people think of you. Having codependency patterns is nothing to be ashamed of. Most of us were raised in homes where family members focused on someone else, even if that person engaged in toxic behavior, in order to get their emotional needs met. To heal from codependency, we must learn how to set boundaries with self and others to spend time alone, spend time doing something for us, creative, dancing, exploration, hobbies. Absolutely spend time in inner reflection like journaling, meditating, breathing, learn what our needs are, asking our inner child what we need, then practice meeting those needs. I don't know how many of you can recognize these patterns within yourself. I, in a very, very late date, very later stage of my life, recognized this within all of me because I ran into some health issues and in my investigating my health and factors about my health, why did I uh, neglect my health and why did I land up where I was very late in my life, I discovered so many things about me that I had brushed off, that I had neglected to see, that I even was unaware of how to see all this. In the process, I uncovered so many truths about myself, and as always, it is not easy, it is well to be really honest. Nothing is ever easy, is it? No. But you are always worth it. Those are the magic words that I learned by myself. I am always worth it. And to reinforce my belief, the presence of my husband and my son was very powerful for me to be able to clearly see that I am worth it. And I slowly began the process of healing. Today when I talk about all these topics, I know for a fact that these topics are a huge positive reinforcement for anyone who chooses to take the time to heal themselves or to just become a better version of themselves or to evolve. There really is no such thing that you should have suffered some trauma to listen to these words or you should have suffered greatly to reinvent yourself or to learn to take care of yourself. No! One can do this at every stage of one's life and women really need to do this more than anything else. Women are most of the time caregivers and many times they forget to invest in themselves, which is what I did. We celebrated March 8th as International Women's Day. And what did we do about it? I personally do not think that we need to mark just one day in a year to celebrate women. And thankfully, I live with my husband who celebrates me every single day of my life. So I never feel the want that I should wait for that one year to be celebrated, you know, being born as a woman. No, but it helps, it helps to reinforce. So what does it mean? Does it mean that you give a bouquet or you give some flowers or you give gifts and you give a card? You know, it's become so businesslike for everything under the sun, there is a card available. And many times people just give the card and, you know, a gift along with it and think that they are done. They are not done. They are far from done. It is understanding who the woman is and to respect. The key word here is respect and provide dignity for the woman. Look around you. There are very, very few people you will find in your own lives who do that, not just to you to all the women that they see and all the girls. This is not something that they need to be taught how to do. This is something that is inbuilt within all of us. We all need to know how to treat life with dignity, life with respect, life with love and life with compassion, life with kindness, life with joy. But very few of us do it and even more, there is only a very small section of the entire human population who realize that this is a necessity in today's world. Only when you realize how important it is, it's not just about being a man or being a woman or being celebrating Women's Day or celebrating Father's Day, it's not about that at all. It is truly you have to realize the significance of being life. And once you realize that you are just a piece of life, you will then see all the life around you. Even if you have noticed all the life around you, you will clearly get the significance of all forms of life around you. And in that significance is born a deep sense of reverence Every single piece of life on planet Earth is of utmost importance and has bears utmost significance to one another. By treating this life with reverence, it invokes in you a very special, very unique level of consciousness that you are then able to live in. This then transforms you into a very higher level of being where your approach is one of kindness, one of compassion, one of empathy, love and joy and so much more along these vibrations. That is a very tiny drawback to this way of life because then it will be very clear to you when you see people around you not conforming to this, it, is, it, it will be very apparent to you. So what was earlier acceptable to you, the particular place that you live, the particular people that you are surrounded with, the mentality of the people you are surrounded with, your colleagues at work, your family, your family members, your so-called friends. What was earlier completely acceptable to you When you move into higher dimensions of consciousness, it will no longer be acceptable to you. You no longer can tolerate someone killing an animal just for food. Yes, animals do it. There are many carnivore animals that do kill animals or other of their species for food's sake, but they are born that way. We as humans have evolved during centuries and have arrived today, and for me, it makes complete sense to practice a vegan form of food, food, diet, and lifestyle. It not only makes sense to me, it is for me the only approach that does not mean that I go around uh, condoning other people who are meat eaters, who are carnivores, and you know, give, preach about my. Uh, eating habits and lifestyle. No, I never ever do that. I just keep quiet. But the point I am conveying here is these are the small drawbacks. I won't use the word drawback. This is the, These are the small uh, things that will happen to you when you move into higher vibrations because then you will not be able to go and kill an animal. In fact, we are so used to seeing packaged processed foods all the animals very neatly packaged in you know, a processed uh, and uh, pa- uh, you know sold in supermarkets we have no clue how they would have suffered just prior to being slaughtered so with all inherent movement and evolving of the self comes small tiny pieces that will require some adaptation, some lifestyle changes to be able to live a more complete life on planet earth. In my story segment, I want to talk about persistence. The story of never giving up. The act of persisting or persevering, continuing or repeating behavior. That is the noun, the meaning. Synonyms are perseverance and perseveration. It's a type of continuance, continuation. The act of continuing an activity without interruption. So, this is a story of never giving up. One day a farmer's donkey fell into the well. And the donkey cried piteously for hours as the farmer tried to figure out what to do. Finally, he decided, the farmer decided that the animal was old and the well needed to be covered up anyway. It just was not worth it for the farmer to retrieve the donkey. Not worth the expenses that required to bring the donkey up from the The well that it had fallen into, all the resources that would go into this and all the difficulty, the labor and the efforts that the farmer had to do to bring the donkey back up. So he invited all his neighbors to come over and help him. They all grabbed a shovel and began to shovel dirt into the well and on the donkey. At first, the donkey realized what was happening. cried horribly. Then, to everyone's amazement, he quieted down. A few shovel loads later, the farmer finally looks down into the well and was astonished at what he saw. And what did the farmer see? With every shovel of dirt that hit his back, the donkey was doing something amazing. The donkey would shake the dirt off and take a step up, stepping on the dirt to climb one step up. As the farmer's neighbors continued to shovel dirt on top of the animal, He would shake it off and again, take a step up. And this the donkey continued to do. Pretty soon everyone was amazed as the donkey stepped up over the edge of the well and trotted off. Life is going to shovel dirt on you, all kinds of dirt. The trick to getting out of the well is, shake it off and take a step up. Each of our troubles is a stepping stone. We can get out of the deepest well just by not stopping, by never giving up. Shake it off and take a step up. There are five rules. Free your heart from hatred. Second rule, free your mind from worries. Third rule, live simply. Fourth rule, give more. The fifth rule, expect less. In my life, it so happened these, um, the rules that I just said, I only today just. Like uh, probably 20 minutes back came across this to share it with, you know, on the talk show. So I, uh, to many extent, I'm always unprepared. You know, I just wait to see how I get inspiration and then I talk about it. But it is amazing to me. It is incredibly amazing to me that all of this has happened in my life without Not only did I not strive for it, I also did not know that there were uh, techniques or books or uh, people who would suggest all these things. For example, uh, over the past 10 years, my husband and I used to uh, start reducing the stuff that we had at home. Even though we are not uh, the kind of people who buy a lot of stuff, I'm not uh, forming any judgment here. You can have, uh, you know, you can buy a lot of whatever you want or don't want or hoard things that you want or you don't want. Everything is okay. I'm just talking from my own personal experience. And the f- amazing fact is that my husband was on board. So over the past, uh, like ever since around 10, 2010, we started to slowly uh, clear out our house. Where we lived, we actually experienced four seasons of the year. That is the spring, summer, fall and uh, winter weather. Um, And from early 2000, that is 2000 and 2001, what I used to do was uh, we had an attic where I used to keep uh, big storage boxes. And uh, these boxes I would mark as uh, spring, summer, fall and winter. And I would keep different clothing because what we needed to wear in winter, we didn't have to wear in summer. And we also could not wear it in summer because, you know, obviously in summer you want some light clothing. So once summer was over, I would pack it, you know, for for my whole family I would do it. So when the next year, uh, when let's say winter comes by, so before I bring down the winter boxes, I would have to pack off the summer and fall clothes. So many times I would do a cleaning process right there. You know, I would um, eliminate things that uh, which I, you know, I I never consulted anyone in my family when uh, I used to do all this. Uh, and thankfully, they they were not really aware that I did, but I was very prudent and I, uh, if I have to say myself, I was very smart in my approach. And back in the day, there was no Mary Kondo um, or, uh, you know, maybe she might have gotten my idea, but I did not get her ideas from her. So I was already practicing all those things. So, this kind of evolved a habit in me that uh, slowly it got a grip in me. So, every time I would evaluate, you know, um, during, I used to do an exhaustive spring cleaning every year. And I would, um, uh, you know, there, all, there were all kinds of um, things that I had saved. I really cannot blame my family for that. It's just that, you know, we buy some stuff, we give, get gifts, some stuff, you know, somehow things accumulate. Uh, if you don't have to take my word for it you can just walk around your home and look into all your closets and you would also find so many you might find so many clothes that you have not worn you might even f- have forgotten that it is there and it it applies to almost many of us so once i had gotten into that uh, that that was like a deep so- uh, seated um, thing that uh, to uh, remove the things that we did not want or were not using on a daily basis and to donate it. For instance, when my uh, son outgrew his winter jackets, I would always donate it because children grow up so fast and um, uh, we can, you know, donate those to people who are less fortunate. And uh, I always think winter jackets are something that, you know, we can always find so much use for. There are so many people who really suffer without adequate clothing all over the world and the same applies to food um i had a tendency where i used to buy um uh, uh, you know food sometimes on sale like a uh, cans uh like a uh, corn they would sell you know if you buy so many you get few free and so on you know this these things this kind of sale on cans and um uh, Uh, I such items, you know, which will last for many months are sold all over the world. So when you buy on sale, then I would uh, we used to have like um, a drive that uh, we picked up canned items. Uh, I used to conduct a school for um, uh, children um, for two because I lived away from India for many years of my adult life and I would um, teach the children who were uh, born to um, Indian parents uh, teach them about the culture because um, growing up uh, they might, you know, growing up in a different country it's possible that they might forget how uh, about so many facts about India and I used to teach them in small ways and I had a proper, like a Sunday school I had a schedule for that, and I really invested a lot of time and effort. I mainly wanted to teach my son, but then it kind of grew. It uh, grew into a really big school. <laughs> so anyway, the so I used to collect. Uh, had organized these food drives, where uh, we would uh, keep uh, baskets and uh, you know cardboard boxes, where uh, children can drop off uh, food items um, unused from the pantry, from the pantries from their homes which had a long shelf life uh, you know canned uh, goods and so on so uh, uh, sundays they would bring in stuff like that i used to train them to do that and we would all go and donate it and we would work on uh, food shelters so that i brought that experience to children you know earlier on i always felt all of this should be done earlier on with children because then they get into the habit they know that there are uh, other people less fortunate than them than them, and they would get into the habit of donating, get, in, get into the habit um, for charity, uh, to give to charity and uh, uh, be more inclusive. I think the final point is always being more inclusive. So I really believed uh, that we should start very early. In our lives, and um, since I had missed a lot of that kind of training, I really uh, focused when my son was very young, and uh, as a consequence, he had a lot of friends, and so we I would invite all the other friends, and you know I started that very early on uh, to teach children. So this uh, the rule that I just read, where it says that keep it simple; it becomes a habit after some time. No one needs to tell you to keep it simple. You yourself long for that simplicity. So today, uh, my husband and I live in a very simple form, a simple way of life and um, we are most happy living that the simplicity keeps us so happy. Again, it does not necessarily mean that, you know, grand or affluent lifestyle is wrong nothing is there is absolutely no judgment you really have to work with what makes sense to you but there is always a possibility that simplicity will make sense to you so these pointers are 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 tips and pointers to be incorporated into your current lifestyle and as you start incorporating all of this you will see the shift that happens within you because they, on the surface, they appear very simple. On the surface, when I say, you know, donate things that you don't need or even donate things that you might need, but you can afford to donate it. Uh, get into the habit of donating. Get into the habit of um, in being involved with the charity organization. All these uh, statements are very simple statements and people all over the world know this already. It's not like I have to come and tell you this. But my point in telling is that it makes an impact on you. You always, when you do this, you would think it makes an impact on someone else, which it does. But there will be a profound shift in you as well. It is so deep and so hidden. It is almost like a muscle. You, like when, you really, when I first started getting into strength training, I knew that I had muscles. I still do all over the body, but many of them are not visible even to my eyes. They are not visible because the more training you do on certain muscles, the more focused you are on the train out, uh, on the workout, uh, training that particular muscle. The more visible it's going to get over time, and that is the same with all of these processes that I talk about. They are all very simple. Uh, Rules, simple pointers, very, very simple tips. Everybody knows all this already. But you are not consciously practicing it in your everyday life. You are not consciously integrating it into your daily life and into your daily family circumstances and not getting everyone around you involved also. Only when you really start doing it, you will see how much of resistance some people around you show. Not everybody is going to think like you. There will be many, many, many people around you whom you have thought as very close friends and so on will take a divergent path. They will clearly say, No, I have not accumulated enough of wealth in this world. I have not accumulated enough of stuff. I want my house and every nook and corner to be filled with stuff. Why are you saying uh, to give away my stuff? So these are all... different forms of resistance that you are going to come across when you say, give to charity, be more involved, start getting into the habit of giving to others. So, it's not as easy as it sounds. That's why I am saying for you to practice. So, leading an empowered life is not about just that one big giant step and then yes, there you are leading it. And I, I, and then you can claim, I am leading a very empowered life. It doesn't really happen that way. It happens by integrating small, small steps, small, small tips, small paths into your daily life, daily routine. And then thereby influencing those people who watch you do that. I have told many times in many of my uh, talks, how very important it is to meditate and how very, very important it is to sit by yourself and reflect. Reflect how your day is going, how your day is going to go and how your day went. And how, what kind of emotions that you feel during the course of the day, what kind of emotions and feelings that you feel during the course of your interaction with others. I have talked about Very extensively about all of this. The reason why I'm mentioning it is when you start this practice of self-evolution, when you consciously start integrating so many practices and tips that I'm talking about, it will clearly show you the way to move ahead. It's not like move ahead in the world. It's not like Buy one more car or buy one more house or buy more things. While there is nothing wrong in having a materialistic life, if that is what you feel inclined to do, you will not be listening to these words. You will only listen to these words because they are very heartfelt and completely heart-centered. And from that place, you will feel this towards all forms of life. The whole point of practicing all of this is not that one day we magically will live the most grandest of lives. Maybe that will happen and I hope it does happen. But we also integrate every other life into it. We learn how to integrate all of this. We learn to be more inclusive and it will only happen when you are heart-centered. And why? Because the heart holds love. The mind or the brain might hold judgments of different kinds based on what kind of um, beliefs you have going on for you. And you will look through a lens of filled with judgment, filled with negativity. And filled with your own opinion which is really a never good place to be with so when you remove all those kind of lenses from your life and you start opening up your heart to all forms of life then compassion will be the topmost thing that you will feel these are these. Are, you could do the small test an incident that happened um, last november i still recall Uh, I was with my parents at that time and I was uh, helping them shift to a different place. And at that time, my mother um, did not walk properly. And I have also told this in so many of my talks. She never listened to my um, advice to, you know, just practice a little bit of exercise. So irrespective of all that, at that particular point of time, she did not, um, uh, her walking, her um, her posture while walking uh, was uh, very unbalanced. She, it, it would look kind of crude. You know, she, she did not limp. She was in good health. Uh, but the posture was not proper. So, uh, she had difficulty climbing, you know, even one step. if She would uh, kind of lean forward and climb. Because of uh, poor posture form and being overweight or being obese, I should say, contributed to it. So while I was with her, um, I, of course, bought her. um, There are many uh, clever tools that you can use, like a walker. There is also a small walker, which has got like a walking stick, uh, but it has got uh, support at the bottom. So you can lean on it. So today there are so much supports uh, for uh, seniors that people can use. Um, and uh, I had bought all this for her, but she never used it for some reason. I, you know, she just scoffed at the idea of using it. So she would hold on to my hand even if she had to climb one step. It just so happened one evening she was, uh, I was walking ahead of her, and I, I came across a couple of steps on our uh, pathway, and I just uh, went ahead. And I was still waiting for her when she was coming behind me, and there was this um, guard, you know, a security guard was standing there, who offered to help her with that just very small step. But uh, my mother uh, really had a very negative uh, reaction to this um, offering of help, and uh, she actually crawled on four uh, on her four, that is, on her. Uh, using her hands and feet to climb that one step but I was really nearby so I immediately helped but the point is of course she could have called me I was so nearby but my back was turned I was answering someone's question and it was just a very very small incident that happened but it touched me because uh, I did not get it why she did not take that offer of help from that uh, person because um, He was a very cleanly dressed person and, uh, you know, he was obviously, he was a professional. He was working for that company where we were, you know, just walking out. Uh, That is the point. If you can get the point, that is the point. When you live from your heart, you are open to that generosity. You are yourself so generous and you live from compassion and love for all beings. It is not just you isolate Yes, I will only love um, this uh, my house and I will not love other houses and I will treat other houses in a very not so good manner. Of course, there are so many words in our language which can easily convey this um, feeling and convey the extent of what we will do when we do not care. That extends not just to material things, it extends to people, it extends to all forms of life. That is why it is so important to empower ourselves. So by doing that, not only are we setting an example for others, we are uplifting our own self and the place that we are uplifting ourselves is filled with this compassion, with the kindness, with empathy, with love, with joy and we are elevating ourselves to higher frequencies And we can never be the same again. That's why I keep saying there will be small uh, discrepancies to this. Because what happens when you move up inward, that is, move up not in buying more houses, move inward and move up inward. When you start practicing that, people around you will not like it. It's highly possible. So, for the particular example that I gave about my mother, I immediately asked her, why didn't you take that person's help? She might have only had to use the help for less than a minute, a few seconds at best. I knew why she did not take it. She also knows why she did not take it, but she did not want to voice it in words. So because I am showing so much more empathy and kindness to, this, uh, to that person who, was vo- asked, um, who volunteered the help, my mother did not like it. So this is what really happens. And this is one of the reasons people do not want to evolve themselves or people do not want to do the work on themselves because they know within deep within them that things will shift, things will change not only will it shift and change within themselves it is definitely going to be reflected on the outside the whole outside that we call it the whole entire outside world is just a deep reflection of you so you can i used to do that for many years i won't say i was very successful but i tried for many years i've been used to take pointers and tips from my outside world to integrate within me and to change my inside. of course it was a very long climb up it's like climbing a steep hill without being prepared for it and on top of it I would climb uh, let's say one feet and go slide back hundred feet I, I still do it sometimes it still happens to me uh, Pretty much it happened last Monday, it actually happened yesterday evening too. These small things happen because you're so tuned to it, you know it, you're aware of it. That's it, the awareness, it is there and you catch it and again you strike. This is just again and again, it's like a building, uh, you know, playing with the building blocks. When you watch kids playing with building blocks, they have so much fun. They stack one block over the other. And then it falls down and then they start. It's like building a castle with cards. So, those are like very perfect examples of how this inner work also works. But there there is a possibility. That is exactly what I really want to say in my talks. There is a possibility. Because when I was striving for 30 plus years, I really did not even know that there was a possibility. Blindly, I strived but now looking back yes of course i am um, grateful that i did it and i was um, you know one of the fortunate who tuned in inwards that's the whole thing when you tune yourself you really know it's the, that is a guiding force that guides you and it guides everyone too but it has to be very all encompassing those are the key words that I want you to take. It does not matter where you are in your life when you are listening to these words. What matters most is that you tune into all life and you encompass all life in its entirety. There is no more judging. I like this and I don't like it. If you have, there is actually the word like itself is going to be non-existent in your vocabulary because you have moved above and beyond that word. Now you are open to all of life in all the different forms and varieties of life. You will then be amazed at how many forms of life there are around you. Literally amazed because you are now open. I know I have talked about uh, the book Atomic Habits and I have done a review uh, probably a couple of months back. But I still want to touch because it is very powerful in uh, changing some habits. No matter your goals, Atomic Habits offers a proven framework for improving every day. James Clear, one of the world's leading experts on habit formation, reveals practical strategies that will help teach you exactly how to form good habits, break bad ones, and master the tiny behaviors that lead to remarkable results. So the most powerful takeaways for me were, think in terms of processes and journeys rather than fixed Boolean goals. Tiny changes add up over time. One of the reasons I revisit some of the uh, books or you know ideas or um, inspirations is because of how powerful they are for instance um, these this tiny changes add up over time i used to have a snacking habit and uh, i i actually still do it's it's very much a part of me i love snacks and i uh, if it's there i'm very much tempted and i do it but i when i made a lot of healthy changes for myself uh towards uh, when I started adopting a holistic lifestyle, I started to clearly see how detrimental some of my habits were. But even though I could clearly see how it was, it took a lot of effort on my part to break through, uh, break through and learn. And in the long run, the quality of our lives often depends on the quality of our habits. That's what I learned. It is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. The book says habits of the compound interest of self-improvement. Be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. Your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Habits often appear to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. If you want better results, then forget about setting goals. Goal setting suffers from a serious case of survivorship basis. We concentrate on the people who end up winning, the survivors, and mistakenly assume their ambitious goals led to their success while overlooking all of the people who had the same objective but did not succeed. We think we need to change our results. But the results are not the problem. Fix the inputs and the outputs will fix themselves. The problem with goals first mentality is that you are continually putting happiness off until the next milestone. The purpose of setting goals is to win the game. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. An atomic habit is a little habit that is part of a larger system. True behavior change is identity change. The ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. Your habits are how you embody your identity. The process of building a habit is actually the process of becoming yourself. Habits are simply reliable solutions to recurring problems in our environment. I know there are so many more great books and that's why I bring in snippets of these books and I always do that because I integrate them into my personal examples and I know how much they help me and I hope they help you too. There are three layers to changing habits. Changing outcomes, changing process and changing identity. Changing outcomes like results, Like losing weight, running 5 kilometers, etc. Changing process, developing systems and routines that help people achieve goals. Changing identity, changing some beliefs which drive actions. So the author's framework to the formation of right habits is cues. That is triggers and signs in environment you need to make it obvious. Cravings. Motivation to pursue. You need to make the habits attractive. Response. Actions we take. Habits need to be made little easy to start with and then little hard incrementally so that they don't become too hard in one go. Make it easy does not mean easy things but to remove as much friction that stands in the way of doing things you want to do. Rewards. Feedback, the satisfaction of, for cravings, habits need to be made satisfaction satisfying, the new habits that is. For each of the above elements in the framework, the author provides practical advice on what levers could be changed to make those elements effective. For example, for cues, the author covers aspects like location, time and also what he refers to as the habit stacking. That is piling a new habit on top of an existing habit. In the course of these practical tips, we also get a few thought-provoking arguments, and that, thats how these small, you know, the the small changes are being implemented into one final big change. What makes this book interesting are these specific observations and analysis. While formation of habits forms a large part of the book, the author also dwells on sustaining a habit. He says, the greatest threat to success is not failure but boredom. We tend to give up habits because they fail to delight us. After we form a routine, we desire novelty. Bad habits are addictive because they constantly provide novelty. So, we need to create variable rewards so that there is a spike of dopamine and accelerates habit formation. The only way to become great is to fall in love with the habits every day and learn to be endlessly fascinated by the same thing. As someone who has been trying to change habits since the past few years and I have also failed miserably when I tried, especially my snacking habit. (laughs) Even today it is like walking on a tightrope. So, I know how difficult it has been for me. So, I consider the book helps to take the efforts a bit more seriously and also to bring awareness into how How the whole thing has to be perceived, especially in matters like health, fitness and hobbies. That's how uh, important these uh, things are. How to change the identity. The idea is to start with changing the identity first. It's not about people want to achieve, but more about what they want to become. Once people learn to focus on the new identity, they will use behaviors that are likely to act in accordance with that identity. For example, if I want to maintain a very healthy lifestyle and I want to reduce uh, inflammation in my body and I want to uh, reduce whatever medication I'm taking, that is a newer identity that I am looking at because the current identity is actually having to take some medications so in accordance with that in accordance with the change that i am looking at i am then going to modify certain habits like example the snacking so while i have been able to modify that it is still a work in progress for me so suppose you have a goal about running five kilometers and to become a runner then the focus is going to change It's going to change based on the identity and the changes in process will fall in place leading to the desired outcome. In my recipe section, I want to talk about dry fruits and seeds, granola bar, easy to make, very nutritious, very healthy, then store bought and you can carry it everywhere and have it as a snack. The ingredients you need will be 200 grams, dates, pitted. That is dates, D-A-T-E-S dates that are pitted. 1 cup hot water 100 gram chopped cashew, 100 gram chopped almonds, 100 grams chopped walnut 50 grams of pumpkin seeds, 100 grams rolled oats, 2 teaspoon chia seeds 2 teaspoon flax seed. Quarter cup puffed rice or Rice krispies. This is optional. Soak dates in hot water for one hour. Blend to a smooth paste without adding any water and keep it aside. Take a pan and add chopped cashews, chopped almonds, chopped walnuts. Dry roast them on low flame for five minutes or until the nuts turn crunchy and keep aside. To the same pan, add pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds on low flame and once warm to keep it aside. Transfer the roasted nuts to a bowl and keep aside. To the same pan, add the dates paste and saute on medium flame. Cook until the dates paste thickens. Add in roasted nuts Raisins and seeds turn off the flame and mix well making sure everything is combined well. Roast the rolled oats on medium flame until it turns aromatic in a pan. Later blend to a fine powder. Add in the oats powder to the dry fruit dates mixture. Combine well keep mixing until the mixture thickens. Add puffed rice or rice piece if you were adding it at this point and mix well. Transfer the prepared mixture into a greased baking tray lined with baking pa- paper. Set well forming a block and press the granola mixture into the pan well. Allow setting for one hour in the refrigerator. After one hour, unmould and cut into pieces. Finally, serve this energy bar or store in an added container for a month in the refrigerator. On a note about emotional habits, these are some of the unhelpful emotional habits that you might have had and not noticed. Bottling things up. Allowing feelings to remain unnamed. Letting feelings make all your decisions. Reacting automatically to feelings. Projecting feelings onto someone else like anger, irritation, hatred. Masking or numbing things are some of the unhelpful emotional habits that you might have. How to process it and to turn them into helpful emotional habits. Bringing light to feelings by naming them. Responding mindfully to feelings, taking responsibility for your feelings, giving yourself permission to feel your feelings, processing feelings through talking, processing feelings through writing. The talking part is very important in our current um, lifestyle, pretty much all over the world. Talking is vastly reduced and replaced by gadgets. Children, for the most part, are occupied by one gadget or another and many times their studies are also done through computers. Many times their parents are busy and leave them with um, daycare or babysitters. And the point about talking or communicating with parents or with children is becoming even more difficult in this very fast paced life. Children for the most part also do not know how to communicate what they feel with their parents, their elders or somebody around them. So this makes it more difficult for them and growing up they just becomes a pattern and they just for the most part, do not know how to deal with these things. Many times, children ought to be taught growing up, how to communicate and how to talk about their feelings. And this can only be done when awareness is there by the parent or the parents. The father or mother or both need to spend more time with the children, be tuned to them and spot if they are out of mood or if they are upset or if they want to be alone or need to talk about it. Asking oneself, how do I feel right now? What sensations do I notice in my body? How much sleep do I get at night? What I have eaten? Who or what can support me? These are questions that we can ask ourselves. And we can also ask children these questions and teach children how to express themselves to their parents or their class teachers and to bring in better coping mechanisms. Children also need to be taught how to regulate their emotions in a healthy way and not have an outburst at someone else who, who really is not the cause of it. The cause of why you are feeling low or why you are not feeling loud, or why you are feeling sad. Many times these things parents assume will be taught at school and schools assume it will be taught at home. So the children end up not knowing how to handle their emotions, how to handle their feelings, how to learn to communicate with one another and this is becoming rampant in today's life. Parents need to find ways and times to address these issues. I hope from my earlier talks you were all maintaining a gratitude journal The power of gratitude, we maintain a journal or say thanks not because there is immense power in it. While that could be a motivating factor, that is not really the primary reason one does it. The reason one does it is that it has to stem from within. The gratitude, the feeling of gratitude, the feeling of being very thankful has to be deeply embedded within oneself. And this should not really rise by comparing someone who is less fortunate than you and then say, yes, I am now thankful I have a roof over my head while that person is sleeping on the road. That is not how it happens. Irrespective of so many conditions that you experience in your life, you really need to feel that sense of overpowering gratitude that is brought on by the powers itself. That is how it influences your life and how it shapes you as an individual. How it brings around the right circumstances and how it shows you your clear path. How it makes you feel more intuitive and how you are in sync with nature all around you. These are what can be called the side effects of gratitude. Gratitude just stems from the joy of being alive and of course if you add it to a healthy life, to healthy relationships, to healthy surroundings, the gratitude is multifold. If you have not already started a journal, you can start one today. You can write in scraps of paper, you can write on your computer. You can make a book for it separately or buy a book and write it on it separately. The ideal time as always is to do it as soon as you wake up and right before you go to sleep. It also has a very calming effect on the mind and it also gets you into a very meditative mode. It will help you settle and get ready for your night. Another technique that I would recommend is having an Epsom salt bath. Throw some Epsom salt into your bath along with your favorite oils like a lavender rosemary or something and soak in it for a while before you get ready to go to bed. The aroma from these oils and the salt and being soaked in a warm water bath will help calm things for you not only in your mind but in your body as well and gets you better suited, better prepared for the night ahead. You can have a very calm, very restful sleep try to bring into the habit of using less medicines and less medications. I am not saying you should avoid all medications and definitely does not apply to prescribed medications. But sometimes we do have a habit and a tendency to overtake the medicines which are available over the counter and sometimes it is just easy to pop one if you are not feeling sleepy or unable to get to sleep. Try some bedtime rituals that are very soothing and also promote good sleep. You can also practice good deep breathing, you can practice meditation before you go to sleep, you can practice a warm soaking bath with Epsom salts or your favorite oils before going to sleep. There are so many ways in which we can make our life so much more richer and the experience so much more powerful and be enriched on the whole. In today's day and age, there is so much of information available over the internet. And we can take the positive information into our lives to get a positive experience out of it. One of the byproducts of experiencing this positivity is that it will attract positive like-minded people into your life. Whenever you notice someone who is not in sync with your sentiments and you feel who is having a very negative effect towards you, notice what it is in you that is triggering such reactions. The more you think of abundance, the more you think of positivity, the more you are cheerful, the more you practice joy and above all, the more you practice gratitude. You are likely to bring people around you who are more in sync with you who are more in sync with these positive affirmations, who are more in sync with the positivity that you are experiencing and who are only going to enhance this positive, positivity with you even more. Take time to observe all of this, all of the people around you, all of the behavior of the people around you, whether it be at work or at home, or during your normal interactions with others. Every single bit counts and every single bit matters. So stay positive and work towards being empowered and living an evolved life with a higher consciousness, rising out of it. Thanks for joining me this evening. I had a great time. Have a pleasant rest of the day. Till next week. Bye.